When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. I'm Gary Morgan. He's Jim Stam. We're Pittsburgh sports fans, and if you're new here, don't be afraid to ask us to talk about something that you're interested in. Jim, it is going to be a fun show. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Yeah, people, you know, people shouldn't hesitate. Um, you know, unless someone comes at at us really weird or sideways, we're 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 pretty decent about responding. And and um, people often have really good questions and good suggestions. And um, don't be afraid to um, speak your mind. Well, that's yeah. kind of why we're here, right? Yeah, I mean, the numbers are telling us that. There's a decent amount of new guys out there, new people listening. Mm-hmm. So officially, welcome to the show. And, you know, we're not going to do this every week, but welcome back and listening. And we appreciate your participation. If we're covering stuff that is a little too advanced for you, let us know. If we're covering stuff that isn't, is it's too rudimentary, let us know that too. You know, this show is good because you guys participate in it and – that's that's all we want is to kind of be here for you. So uh, before we get started, if you like the show, subscribe, rate us on Apple or Spotify. It helps get the show suggested to other fans. It's the fastest way to spread the message. That's what we need you to do. So please do. So Jim, last week we played a game. Basically, was what would shock you, mm-hmm. and it struck me. We both kept getting caught up on 90 losses. I mean, when you go through it position group by position group, we tend to agree they've upgraded. So why are we so loath to believe what we see here? Well, I mean, we have we have a built-in cautiousness, right, as Pirate fans to begin with. Um, I think most do. Um I give I give credit to the people that are eternal optimists, but I think that that's just part of it. You know, um, they've made some additions, looks like some upgrades, um, but it's been you know it's been a, a rough two and a half years, and I just think that there's going to have to be some seeing to believe it is probably more what it comes down to than anything. I think, Gary. I I totally agree, and I think as when we talk about like the entire thing, like as a complete work. Yeah. I think that's where I get to, too. Logically, you know, I don't feel comfortable saying that they're going to improve by, you know, more than 10 games or something, but w- then I start looking at what they've done. And I look at that rotation and I think that's, man, that's, that's just not a, that's not a 90 loss team. You know, I look at the bullpen. I, I look at the the backing of the bullpen. I look at 
all the options that I see on opening day and I see room for a lot of them to get injured and still put a quality player out there. Yeah. I, they're, I just they're not can't co- get to like 90 wins making sense if I go through it bit by bit. Yeah. Um, they're not going to have the massive holes that they had, uh, you know, daily in the lineup. I don't think, um, Certainly, you're still going to see some things, you know, maybe catcher at first. There's not going to be a lot of offense coming out of that position. And, um, you know, we're also counting on some improvement, right, from some some younger guys. So um, I think, too, yeah, like if you start looking at it piece by piece, maybe you start feeling a little bit more hopeful. But, yeah, um, it was a fun exercise. It's fun just to throw out numbers and see what we come up with. And um, I don't know, it'll be interesting. It certainly will, man. I mean, we have this new NRI list that came out. And when I first saw it, I was alarmed by a couple things like, oh my God, Tyler Heineman's not even invited. And then, you know, I got corrected by Jason Mackey put out, you know, a reminder that basically all these guys that sign minor league deals are, are invited too. Even that, there were some surprises, though. Like, this is how the Pirates announced that Chris Owings has signed here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, that was like the official announcement. Yeah. So, I mean, there's another minor league infielder to, uh, you know, clog up the works. And, you know, he didn't play much even in Baltimore last year. He's no spring chicken. Um, you, you know, depth guys are depth guys. It's not like it's earth shattering that they would bring one in. But where where are they going to find at bats for for some of these guys? And is there anybody that was left off this list that like sets you back? Like whoa. Well, I mean, you know, the Mason Martin truthers, if there are still some out there, uh, he, he was he was not on the list. It didn't surprise me at this point. Um, they've just flat out got better options and he's got to reestablish and prove himself again that he can put it together for a whole season. So maybe he's the one that, that um, didn't surprise me, but I thought it was notable. Um, he probably surprised me the most, I would say if only really? because, yeah, if only because, I mean, he does have big power, big power. And we have not, necessarily let strikeouts stop us from, you know, trying some other big power. Well, no one does anymore. (laughs) Apparently. So, I mean, I saw no harm in like inviting him to spring, but maybe they just felt like, ah, we really, really need to get some eyes on so-and-so we, we brought in two first basemen. We got to get them some time, you know, maybe there was just no reason to clog up the works because they didn't invite uh, Shackelford either another first baseman. So maybe it really is just about what they've done at the major league level and wanting to work Nunez in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nunez, um, we talked right before we came on about Gorski. Um, you know, he's got some outfield, um, you know, experience and looks like they're going to continue to look at him as maybe a possible, you know, first baseman. So, um, yeah, I just think that there are some better options now. It was kind of it's, it was just kind of cool to see the names like you know obviously Henry Davis and you see Nick Gonzalez on there, um, 
but it'll be fun to see Nunez a little bit too, I think. I think so too. I, I'm kind of interested to see what they do with him. Um, you know, I, I, it, it might be easy to shove him at DH and just call it a day, but I think a lot of people need to see what he can do in the field. Just We, we saw some video clips pop up on uh, Twitter today. Um, I can't remember who posted them. So. I know, I know. That's I wanted to give credit there because it was ne- <laughs> it was neat to see. Yeah, you know, it was something like Florida prospect or something yes. like that. I I can't remember the actual handle, but I'm watching these videos and man, he looked a lot more spry at third base than I thought he would, and that was interesting. His hands look pretty soft. Um, you know, footwork. He, he's not. He's not a svelte guy. Yeah, um, right. I, I don't know how much he can. Uh, you know, as far as range and things like that go, you can't tell from anything like that, and it's probably not going to be one of his stronger suits. But the fact that they would even give him, you know, some work over there tells you that they don't think i mean there are some guys you would just say nope that's never that's never gonna happen and we're not even gonna attempt it and so yeah it was it was neat to see i thought well hey let's take a quick break come back jump right back into this fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports gary and jim with you and jim and i sometimes in the breaks will go off on tangents and we went off on a tangent we got to talk about Wambe because jim i think it's not clear cut that he makes the team i think that's obvious to everybody but this team does not have a true leadoff hitter i think Wambe could very well be that true leadoff hitter he also probably doesn't have a position that he should clear-cut take the starter role in. But he plays enough places, like you were saying, that he could probably bounce all over the place and get the at-bats anyway, and you could keep that bat in the lineup. Because I really want Reynolds and Cruz at 2-3. and three. Ideally, that would be nice. Yeah, so you need a leadoff hitter. You know, a, yeah. somebody that can set the table. This guy was up here for 10 games last year and racked up a .5 war. Come on now. That's a major league baseball player I would like to see a lot more of. How is it even a question he's going to make this team? I I mean, it's it, he to me is like, and you know, we're probably going to touch on this too, of like, how do they make sure they get under those 90 wins? And these, this is a little piece of it. Or yeah. under 90 losses. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I know 90 wins. Oh, under Freudian. 90 wins won't be a problem. <laughs> Freudian slip there. Um, but, like, you're talking about these these this guy who he plays multiple positions, okay? And then, like, you mentioned about the fact that he can he can lead off for them, or at least they can give it give it a try there. Um, or, or if that doesn't work, I mean, like he's not a bad guy to have at the bottom of your lineup either because of some of the things he can do. Yeah, he'd be a so, good like second leadoff guy in the nine yeah, if you had to. Right. So like, and and look, obviously, super small sample size. He played eleven games in 
10 or 11 games, but they had him in, you know, center field for five, uh, I think second base for four. He played left field for one. Um, he's played yeah, shortstop in Indianapolis. I think he had 20, some 24, 25 games in Indy. You know, there's some real value in a guy like that. Right. I mean, he, he legitimately can play a lot of different positions. I don't know that there's any of those positions where you'd go, he's the best one that they have, right? No, but if you're just but, popping him around the lineup in the in the infield um, or outfield when he's needed, I mean, that way too, like, look, you're not, you're not asking him to be a gold glover. He just has to be competent, you know? And, yeah. and then on top of that, hit some. And I think – yeah, you know what? It was small, and uh, he. But in that small sample size, he hit three thirty three. His OPS was eight thirty. Like he gave them a really good showing. I thought. I think so too. We we talk about you know these these guys that don't get a lot of opportunity. Like Travis Swaggart is a guy that that we talk about a lot. Like he didn't get a, a long opportunity. Oh, woe is me. Well, you know when you get limited opportunity you can still do something when you are put in. And I, I do realize that he had a limited chance, but G1 Bay is a guy that got his call up and, and didn't miss a beat. And a lot of that is because his game kind of doesn't allow him to miss a beat. He's got a real simple, short, compact swing. He, he knows what he's doing on the base paths. He causes damage. And he plays decent defense everywhere. Yeah, and he wasn't, and he, and he wasn't overwhelmed at the plate. You know, like he, um, again, it was thirty-seven plate appearances, but I mean, he only struck out six times. You know, like we've seen guys do far, far worse in those those short little stints. Like that Absolutely. was his first taste. Absolutely. And you know, I'm not going to sit here and predict like, oh, well, he's going to, you know, he's going to rack up you know, the same numbers he did in triple a, you know, and, you know, steal 35 bases or whatever. But I, I think the guy can play. And I just think like they got to make room for him some way, somehow thing is, I feel like Rodolfo Castro is a guy they have to make sure that they get a full study on too. So I don't necessarily want Bay taking his at bats, which shoves him to the outfield. You know what I mean? Sure. It, it gets difficult because I do think they have some guys like that that have some legs. Bay, to me, though, the more I look at his at what he's done and what he can do and where he can play, and he's going to be a real hard cut for me. I, I think he's got to make this team. I really I, do. I, you know, unless something, you know, in, in the spring, which is, oh, by the way, we're real close. We're um, real close, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's good in its own right. But, yeah, I mean, like, unless, I mean, unless he just looks completely, completely lost and it just had nothing was carrying over um, and you might want to get him back down there and let him get all sorted out and whatever. But if it's not that um, – you know, I I would I would put him on this team. I think you can find enough at bats um, for him. Where I don't think either of us are screaming that he needs, you know, 
400 at bats. But I, I think you can find enough action for him. You know, and the Pirates like to get, like everybody does, they like to give their days off to guys. Um, that that's it used to be a badge of honor if you could play like that 162. Nobody looks at it like that anymore. Um, and Brian so, Reynolds does, but <laughs> yeah, they're still not going to let him do it. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's 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 more. I think they've just found that it's more beneficial to the player to not grind through those games. There's another them. guy we were talking about that. I think it's in a similar light. I'm not. I'm not quite as passionate that he has to make the team because you know Jared Triolo hasn't played in AAA. But yeah, that's the caveat. But but yeah. I like the. I like his game. I really do, and I like. I like everything I've seen and heard about him. I think after a little bit of AAA time, it's not crazy to think that he winds up being a really good bench guy here. Again. A lot of position versatility, a lot of really, really quality defense at a lot of different places. Right-handed bat, hits for average. Not a bad uh, leader in the clubhouse type. A lot of people like him. Um, he's kind of a glue guy. You could see him pushing his way past Oliver Piguero, couldn't you? Yeah, I think I think you could. Um and let's be honest, like um, there's probably we're talking different s- s- ceilings maybe here, but and 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 whatnot. But I think you said the key different would, floors too. Different, yeah, different floors. Uh, but the one thing you said that I thought was key there was without it, it might be a surprise out of spring if they if they kept him on the roster because I do I I do envision it being to the point where they could have him on the roster, but that triple A letting him go down there, seeing how he makes that jump. Um, and then bringing him back. If everything still is on track, like that might be the better way to go with him. And especially early on, but I yeah. see him being important at some point, Gary. I do too. I really do. I, I think, um, Everybody needs a, a player like that, you know, that, that can bounce around and give you good defense everywhere. Um, think about like a, uh, for the longest time, a Matt Carpenter. You know, that's what he was. He would he would give you pretty good defense everywhere. If you stuck him in the outfield, second base, first base, whatever you needed him to cover that year, whatever hole developed in, in the process of building your baseball team, Matt Carpenter could go play there. And if you needed him to be a power hitter, well, when he was late in his career, well, he found a way to become a power hitter. I mean, that, that's the kind of glue guy that, you know, if you can develop one, that's pretty sweet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and that's what I like t- about Triolo. When I look at him, that's what I feel. He's a guy that I think it, he, he can kind of be a jack of all trades, even though you might want to keep him someplace for a while. Yeah, and, and you know we get very caught up in looking at the run production, and understandably so from guys and how that looks on paper. But this is a guy that's not known for having big power, and he's not going to ever be a big run producer or whatever. 
But, you know, he hit for average. I think he still had an OPS in double A right near 800. Like, those are some things that I think you can build on. And if you're not talking about an everyday guy, aren't those the type of guys you're looking for? Especially ones that have yeah. the defensive pedigree of a Triolo. So sure he's, feels that way to me. He's grown on me for sure. I I I really kind of think I might have uh, Bay. I've been <laughs> Bay. I've been hot for for a while, sure. um, just because of some of that extra sizzle with him. But uh, Triolo, I'm I'm coming around to it. I think like you know because he's right-handed. I think Connor Joe's probably a lock for this roster. I really do. Um, a lot of people aren't going to like to hear that, but they do want to keep that right-handed option. And I think that's only going to leave one spot that is really up for grabs. That's going to be that other lefty outfielder, that Cal Mitchell, Kane Smith and Jigba, Travis Swaggerty type. Um, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know, Jim. I, I, I got some pushback online about basically saying that Travis Swaggerty wasn't going to be the guy, you know, Uh I just can't see it. I just don't see the numbers in the minors that make me feel like he's somebody I have to force into this roster. I do love his glove, but he has never been a corner outfielder. He's a center fielder and his very, very brief appearance up here showed that, you know, corner outfield wasn't natural to him, I would say at least. Uh, it is a different read off the bat. I don't know. I don't know he if just, Travis Swaggerty is going to get a shot. He just hasn't, especially corner outfield, he just hasn't hit like that. I mean, like, yeah. there's just nothing to suggest that he's that kind of guy that you could. I mean, even if he had a good showing, Gary, in spring or something like that, and I mean, I, I don't. I mean, do people really think there's going to be this magical jump? There's a lot uh, of people that do. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I really got pushed back on pretty hard. Um, and I, I mean, when I whenever some people push back on me that much about something, because I'm not a hot take person, so. When I, when I say something and people are like, whoa, no, 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 and they you know they come at me almost like in a little army, it makes me at least stop and think. Yeah, well, yeah, you're like, well, am I missing something well, here? Yeah, so uh, I, I really went back and I, and I, I really combed through things with, with Swaggerty. I, really, I, looked, I even looked at, at video and, and whatnot. I just don't see it. I really don't. I mean, and look. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, I, I'm old school. I like defense as much as anybody. But that's just not the way the game is played anymore. You've got to be able to hit. Like You've got to be able to hit and justify where you're going to be playing. Yeah. And, you know, um, it, it's just – that's just – Teams are willing to overlook. I mean, we've talked about a new cruise endlessly. You know, we, we're teams are willing to put some of that aside as long as you can hit. And I just don't. 
it's not a knock against him. I just there's nothing to suggest that it's it's there to that extent. So maybe sure. people just get attached with with guys when they're in the minor league system and you take a liking to guys. I think that's part of it, to be quite honest with you. I mean, to be honest, if he comes in and he starts raking, he's got as good a chance as anybody. To be yeah. honest, you know, I, I don't think that they should be married to Cal Mitchell or Kane Smith and Jigba or whatever. So if Travis Swaggerty comes in, he starts raking. Okay. He's the oldest. I'd take him and like bring him up and see what happens. Yeah. But you know, I, to me, I, I just look at it and I, that's where more so than even the 90 loss thing, you got to show me, you just got to show me that there's something there. I, I got to see it. And it, it can't just be scaling the center field wall on Bradenton. I need you. I need you to show me something at the plate. Something and, that and, excites me, right? And you're just, are you realistically just gonna? I mean, I, personally, if he's not going to be a starter, and I just don't think he's shown anything to do that at the major league level, I'd want him to do it in do it in trip way, you know, and and produce and force that, you know, hey, yeah, if, yeah. if if Anthony Alford can force them to keep giving him shots because every time he went down there, he seemed to just destroy the baseball. Well, that's what you're going to have to do. I, right. I, you know, it's, it's, I just think that that's where it's at. Well, let's take another quick break and come back. We'll, we'll pick up this conversation because the outfield is definitely going to, I think be the most heated conversation. the Pirates Fan Forum here at DK Pittsburgh Sports. Gary and Jim with you, and it's time to pick up back where we started, Jim. Let's get back to what we think they need to do to crack that 90 loss threshold. You know, things sure. that have to go right. Um, it's really easy to say generic things like, oh, they need to pitch well. Yeah, I think, I think we all know that. Let's talk about specific players that we think are key to this whole thing. And I'll start with Cabrian Hayes. Cabrian Hayes needs to be healthy. And Cabrian Hayes needs to be able to hit the ball to all fields. It has been a problem, and he looks healthy. He's he's been releasing videos on Instagram and everything. He's pulling the ball. He's hitting it with authority. He looks strong. He's leading with that wrist again like he was when he first came up. Stuff we haven't seen him do since he got hurt. He's a key to me. If he's really, really good, this lineup's pretty good. If he's I think, average, it's average. Yeah, Gary, I almost like because because we could get caught up in some other things right away. I think it has to start with Cabrian Hayes. Um, you know, look, neither of us are talking about him making the jump to like twenty home runs this year and like. You know, an eight twenty five, eight fifty OPS type player. Like I, I don't even think he, because of the defensive side of things with him, like all he needs to do is just get better at the plate 
And I know that sounds like, oh, that's all he needs to do. But then so many other things fall into place, like you said, with the lineup, doesn't it? Everything gets, everything looks a lot better if Cabrian Hayes is getting on base a lot more. Especially the way he used his speed last year, because that was one thing that wasn't hurting him was his legs. And man, he ran. He ran like crazy. Stole 20 bases, man. Like, yeah. You know, if you're not going to hit for power, give me speed, right? So, yep. I mean, I think he did everything he could last year to to contribute. But this year, I need him to, if he's going to hit in the meat of the order, you got to look like you can hit in the meat of the order. Because this time they have options. And like, well, when I start putting together a lineup, it's really easy to have him tumble all the way to seven. Which is what we were starting to talk about last year with him. Right. That yeah. that's how rough it looked at times, you know, and I think it'd be interesting to, to hear from him maybe this spring about anything he's trying to do to be stay healthier to, you know, has he worked on some strength training, some things like that, that maybe weren't as big of an emphasis for him because you're young and you're reasonably healthy and whatever, but if it starts to pop up on you and then all of a sudden you're not seeing the power numbers that you would like, I would, I would actually, I hope maybe one of our guys that are down there maybe can follow up with that. Maybe we'll have to, maybe we'll have to send that through the grapevine a little bit. I'm positive that, that people will, will try. I just know that, um, he looks stronger, at least in these videos. He's doing things in these videos that I haven't seen him do on a baseball field as far as his swing goes in a while. And videos are videos. We went through this with Keller last year. And, and you know, when he actually came to, to spring training, it, it kind of didn't feel the same, did it? But Cabrian Hayes, man, he's a big key. And I know that's a pun everybody likes to use, but. He, he stretches this lineup out significantly. If he's somebody you can put five or six in that lineup, that's, that makes everything else fall together a lot better. So he's key to me. Anybody you got in particular that you think really needs to step up? I think it's fair to say we expect the veterans to perform like at least what they have been. Or mm-hmm. We'd love for them to be like what they have been. Yeah, and and look, like when I look, real quick about Hayes, like when I look at his regular season, I mean, he did he finished with a six fifty nine OPS, like that's not acceptable. That 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 number needs to be somewhere in the seven hundreds and hopefully mid seven hundreds. Like he's gonna have to make a jump. He seven home runs in five hundred and five at bats like that those numbers need to improve a little bit he can't be that light hitting on the offensive side gary he just cannot if they want to take another step forward um, i would agree with that yeah yeah so um you know i don't think we're even being necessarily hard on him i just you know if he's not having these conversations with himself um then something's wrong no and we're saying we've been pretty clear too He's a valuable player just for the defense. But when we start talking about that scary 90 number, getting more out of Brian Hayes is something that has to happen. Mm, Yeah. I mean, that's all there is to it. 
I mean, you, you have to get more out of him than you got last year, the year before that. Or, I'm sorry, that, that 90's still in play with me. And you can't, and then you can't continue to run him out there in the top half of the lineup. You just, you, you just cannot. You just cannot just say, well, it's a name and it looks good in this, this spot in the order. It just cannot work that way if it continues. No, and, and if captain lineup change can't figure that out, then I hope well, somebody above his head does because well, captain lineup change better figure that stuff out more quickly this year than he has in the past because he's been given <laughs> options now yes it's going to start mattering more um i'll stay in the infield man i think uh if we see a jump from castro it'd be huge like um yeah assuming that he's going to be given the opportunity to do that and i think he will um piggybacking that if you just took those two things gary yeah for the for the offense those two two things where they both took a step forward again or castro takes another step forward hayes gets back to what we think he can be how much better does that lineup look just from the fact of like not having to slog through so many games where you're just not scoring any runs yeah absolutely man i when i look at castro I mean, I think it's foolish for anybody to claim they know what he is quite yet. But I think we've seen enough that you know it's at least worth giving him a good shot. And I think that's where you and I are both at with him right now. Yeah. If that shot winds up giving you, you know, 20-plus home runs and an OPS of 750 or above, you've done very well for yourself. And that was something they didn't have most of last season. So I, I think you're right. He is somebody that we really have to look at as a key. Like I don't worry about Brian Reynolds. I think Brian Reynolds floor is higher than a lot of people's ceiling. So I'm just, I'm not that concerned about him. I'm not concerned about Brian Reynolds at all. I think there's so much evidence now that he's just, a very, very good hitter. Um, and I know I should be concerned about Cruz, but man, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. kind it's of like, there I expect, too. I expect some errors. I, defensively, I expect there to be some trouble. But offensively, man, I know he struck out a lot. I just, for, for whatever reason, and this is the most illogical baseball take ever, for whatever reason, I, I am not concerned about him at all. I'm just not. I am coming around to that conclusion myself. Um, it's weird, isn't it? It is. And, well, you know, we saw... Wouldn't you be slapping me on the wrist if I was saying this about, you know, um, Juwambe? Or if I was saying the same thing about Castro, like, I have no concerns. <laughs> like, yeah. Wouldn't you be like, yeah. no, Gary, come on. But I, I'm looking at Cruz, I'm like, eh, I think he'll be fine. Even even last year when it was clear he was um, figuring some things out, it still didn't matter in the sense of his overall um, production. Did he ever and, come to the plate and you didn't feel he was a dangerous at-bat? Like, the result man, of the at-bat, like when the at-bat was over, you, you I'm sure there were some where you were like, man, that wasn't competitive at all. I've seen that. But I mean, when he stepped to the plate initially, 
did you look at him ever and go, well, this isn't going to be worth watching? No. That's, that's to me is why he, I don't, I'm not worried about him because I know everybody in that stadium, no matter what uniform they're wearing is thinking that same thing. I agree with you, man. Like I want my, you know, my baseball sensibilities want to, to, to shake me a little bit here, it's, but you know, it's, it's just, it drives me nuts. Cause it's so against my nature, man. I just, yeah. when I look at it, sorry, I can't talk myself into thinking he's a problem. Just can't do it. And I mean, I think there's defensive warts. I, I think that that's where I always fall with him. I think he'll figure out lefties. And the reason I do is because he always did it in the minors. Yeah, there's 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 some track record there, too. Um, I mean, even if he takes a marginal step forward for a full season, those numbers are going to look pretty good. Um, you know, in the, in the, in the numbers – in the areas where they need help, which is run production and home runs, you know, maybe yeah. that average won't be very sexy. I, I don't know. He could surprise us there too, but offensively, I just saw enough, man. I just saw enough to not make me worry about it. I get you. Hey, bottom line, I think 90 is a scary number because, that's that's a lot of improvement in one season. And no matter what they've done, until you see it perform together on the field and you believe that Carlos Santana's legs still work and you believe that, you know, G1 Bay didn't forget how to hit and you see O'Neill Cruz conquer that tough lefty. You see Mitch Keller come out from the gate looking good. And you see Sawinski get a hit away from yeah, PNC yeah, Park. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that. Like until you see it, I think it's going to be real hard to make predictions that are that are good. I think you're going to see a lot of people under predict what they do this year, most likely. I think so. I, I think that. And we didn't even talk about probably, the pitching. No, we, didn't even, we yeah, will. So, right, we will. We're going to end this show because we got a clock, so we need to uh, shut it down and toss it over to Ben. Yes, go, Brian.